0: Welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm Shelley Qualteri, your host. This podcast was created for you, the woman who wants more in her life, for her family, and in her relationships. We're going to spend time creating inspiration and motivation while providing you with tangible, practical strategies and tools for your life to find greater happiness, love, and fulfillment. I will provide you with real life takeaways that have you not only thinking about, but taking action to create your fiercely fabulous life. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are having a wonderful week and that things are going well for you. And this lovely Friday, well, maybe it's Friday for you. I'm recording this on a Friday anyhow today i want to talk to you about qualities of brave therapy and what does brave therapy look like and how do you get the most out of your therapy and your counseling sessions we know that when we are looking for a therapist or thinking about or considering counseling it takes courage oh my gosh I so often talk to clients when they call and, you know, that free 30-minute call, that consult, and they say, I don't really know what to ask. I don't really know how this goes. Or I have talked with clients who have maybe done therapy for a while and they're seeking somebody new or they've had previous counselors or therapists and are just looking at getting back into it. And throughout our call, they will say things like, gosh, I didn't know that I could ask these questions or previous therapists haven't offered me this type of a phone call, or I feel like I needed to guide it and they don't really know what that means or looks like. So all kinds of different explanations. And I've had other people who've said, yeah, my previous therapists have done this exact same thing. And it was so helpful and I really appreciate these calls because we know that even thinking about sometimes or considering diving into that world of therapy can feel enormous, scary, overwhelming, uncertain, like we want to back away from it. It's not easy to acknowledge that despite your best efforts on your own to address the sticky things, the challenges, the you know hard moments in life that you have done, all that you can. You've read the books, you've listened to the podcasts, you have talked with friends, you have seen your doctor, you've done all the things that you still might need some additional help with these sticky, mucky, messy pieces that you're just not quite certain how to deal with. And sometimes when it feels uncertain, this can also hold us back from actually seeking out a therapist or we go on to Google or Psychology Today and we're looking for someone and we we'll realize there are thousands of therapists out there. How do I find the right one? That can feel overwhelming in and of itself. I know even when I, you know, do some research and I'm going on and checking out different different therapists and things like that to... Look at their websites, and there are thousands. It's overwhelming, and this is a field that I'm in, and I understand maybe what I might be looking for. But gosh, for someone who's already feeling heaviness or overwhelm or uncertainty, that can be a daunting task. And actually, that's why so many people never make that initial call or send an email to get started because the process feels so daunting. But once we can step into that little place of courage, it not only helps people once we can get started in therapy, but it really can play a crucial role in your, your life, in uh, helping you see different qualities and build courage and collaboration with your therapist to be able to have and build the ability to be more open and honest, throughout your sessions. If you find the right person for you, it allows you to be flexible in your thinking and really sit in self-curiosity, that wonder, and look at some of the qualities that can really help you grow out of your sticky situation. And so sometimes when we're thinking about stepping into counseling, we may not look at the brave pieces and may not be able to summon those really brave pieces that we want to also see as part of our therapy sessions. So I'm gonna give you four kind of ideas around what we may want to look for in our sessions to have brave therapy sessions. So the first thing that we really want to look at with a therapist to start our journey is one, that connection feeling like we are uh, safe and connected with our therapist, that they understand us, that we are feeling that the relationship will allow us to be vulnerable and open up. But we also want collaboration within that therapy relationship. And therapy really does require honest collaboration between the client and the counselor because neither of us can be successful in the work we do without the other. The therapist needs to really be able to ask good questions and listen and give perspective, while you as the client really needs to think about that vulnerability, that openness, that courage, so that we can walk together and journey together. A therapist can't actually fix the problems but they can allow for different perspectives ideas perceptions to give you different insights and practice strategies tools and skills to take forward to be able to start making some of those changes in your life because this is where that collaboration piece is so important if therapy can't if therapy can't really work if Your therapist isn't providing you guidance to help make change. Successful treatments, successful counseling is most likely going to be achieved when both of you are in a trusting relationship that you can provide the tools and strategies that person will be able to take those away and practice them as and the most effectively that they can. Um, And there might be some moments where your therapist does push you out of your comfort zone a little bit and ask you to try something different or have a conversation in a different way or look at your pattern in a different way. And that might feel a little bit uncomfortable. But in the spirit of collaboration, your therapist is also hoping that you're going to speak up, rely on you to let them know when something's not working, if you're not comfortable, if you don't feel like you're achieving those goals. When we are looking at therapy, it really is an ebb and a flow and a back and a forth. So if you were to think of, for example, um, going to your doctor, you need to tell them and explain to them the medication's not working or this pain isn't going away or this is still happening in order for them to understand, to reassess, to give you something different. It's the same thing with your therapist. You and your counselor work together to help you achieve the life you wanna live, to unpack the trauma, to provide you with that confidence that you might need. And remember, you are paying your therapist, you are paying your counselor, you're paying for a service that you want to be effective would you keep going to your sports therapist or you know massage therapist or occupational therapist or dentist if they weren't giving you the service that you needed if you weren't seeing an outcome of that you know root canal or you weren't seeing an outcome of your uh, from going to the gym that the coach that you're paying so you do have the ability to take charge and guide and be a collaborative force in your therapy sessions the next thing that's important is talking about being open honest transparent and as vulnerable as you can with your therapist your counselor around what's happening for you because the more vulnerable you can be the better your therapist is gonna understand the challenges however going back to what we were talking about a moment ago it takes trust And if you're not comfortable with the person that you're working with, then you may need to have that discussion with them in collaboration, or you may need to find somebody that is gonna work better for you, that's gonna suit your needs and what you're looking for. Because not all therapists work in the same way with the same type of evidence-based models, with the same type of perspectives, with the same goals. We're quite different as well. And it does take courage to open up about painful experiences or emotions that you might feel really ashamed of or that you feel very stuck in or that you might not even have the words for. And so you're hoping with your openness that your counselor can guide with that collaboration, asking the right questions to help you kind of pull those pieces apart. And it's really good to have that type of a relationship with your counselor. But the difficult truth is that when we start disclosing our challenges and our sticking points, that therapy requires for us to bring these hard things forward, to be able to hold our emotions, sit with them in certain moments, also be able to process them because if we're not digging into those pieces of it, it can really keep us stuck from moving forward. So when we are experiencing difficult emotions like shame or anxiety, our immediate urge in these sessions and even outside of these sessions is to avoid them. Keep quiet, keep them hidden, run away, really not want to talk them through and just sometimes want to keep them sort of tucked tucked behind but that's not going to allow us with this openness to better be able to understand process uh, unpack our emotions look at if we and where we become maybe dysregulated look at our trauma look at those heavy thoughts of self-harm or suicide we might be having being really open and vulnerable, the more we hide them and tuck them away, really will keep us a little bit more stuck in our brave therapy process. So when we are fully open, able to share and trust with others, especially our counselor, we're going to feel relief much sooner as long as we've got that collaboration and a therapist who's able to provide us strategies, tools, skills, goals, and really help us unpack and understand, especially if we're stuck with the words of what we're trying to say. It really takes courage to talk about painful emotions and painful experiences. Just wanted to jump in a real quick minute here and ask you do you know if your teen is thinking about suicide what is your mindset around suicide how do you know what to watch for how do you have a tricky conversation around something this big with your teen I have developed a course to help parents support their teen and understand if they are currently experiencing thoughts of suicide or having impulses around this, or if they've had an attempt in the past. This course is made for you. Because in these moments, when our teens are maybe thinking about suicide or even self-harming, you might wanna run to a professional for help and support or even take your teen to the hospital. Of course, that is always an option. Oftentimes, parents might take their teens to the hospital only to leave really feeling disappointed with a list of resources, not sure what to do next, and they're told access counseling where there might be wait lists for months or it seems financially out of reach for you. And it can feel really discouraging as a parent to not know what to do, how to help very scary for everybody in this situation. Suicide is complex. It's nuanced. It's different for each and every person who experiences it. However, this course that I've developed is really a work at home, do it yourself, understand, begin the conversations, support your team without having to necessarily go to a professional to start with. This course is gonna talk about mindset, what to watch for, how to have the conversation, safety planning, what's next in follow-up, and even a little bonus section. Check out the link below this podcast to learn more. The other part about brave therapy is around being flexible. Flexibility when we are going through counseling and finding this type of professional supports means that we're willing to try something new. Now, you guys know that I love my research and research has found that with many mental health challenges, they're characterized by the absence of flexibility, meaning we're feeling stuck. We're feeling like we can't get out of the muck. Maybe we're also in a place of more rigid thinking, more rigid feelings, more rigid behaviors. So when we can look at different types of therapy, and different ways that we can unpack our stuff that's going on for us, where we can start identifying what's unhelpful in our thoughts, what's unhelpful in our behaviors, what's unhelpful in our feelings, can really enhance our ability to adapt and be able to move forward with more flexible ways of trying things out when we're struggling with a therapist who might be able to provide us and hopefully is providing us with different ways to look at things, different perspectives. So when we are working with a therapist, we really need to take a look at how are we cultivating cultivating our own flexibility? How are we ready, willing, and able to break out of our patterns and the way that we've been doing things and try things in a different way, to try to be adaptable, to try and be flexible. And it can be tremendously difficult. And I always say to my clients, you know what, if you're doing the practice and you're coming in with the feedback around that, that is awesome. But if you're not doing the practice, that gives me just as much information about what to ask. Where are we getting stuck? What's hard about it? Where are we feeling like we're not being able to be adaptable or flexible or look at it from a different lens? That creates that collaborative process again. We should never feel like we're in trouble or that we've disappointed our counselor if we haven't done the practice because that gives us as therapists so much knowledge and information about what might be happening and leads us to ask a lot more questions to unpack these pieces with you. The last piece that I want to leave you with when you're going through your brave therapy process is curiosity. How curious are you being in the practice within yourself? And when we are looking at different types of therapy, and when we are looking at ourselves, how are we being curious around our own journey through therapy? It is really natural for us to judge our actions, judge how we feel like we're being successful or how we're feeling. It takes courage and curiosity to shift our patterns and our behaviors, but it also takes a lot of practice. So asking yourself these curious questions, why am I stuck? Why am I not taking this away? Am I feeling connected? Do I feel like there's collaboration? And questioning the reasons for some of the practice, for some of the behavior, being curious with your therapist around that will be helpful and improve that relationship. But it's also a way for you to really understand and unpack some of the things with sincere, honest, authentic curiosity towards yourself about The process of therapy, the process of being curious, the process of how am I being and building new patterns and processes, and why am I stuck in this, and how does this curiosity help me and hinder me, um, being able to ask those questions. So therapy is something that does require bravery, and if you are just at the beginning of therapy or trying to dabble in this process, keep these four points in mind. Do you feel as though you're safe, connected, and in a relationship with your therapist that feels as though you can be vulnerable? Is your therapy practice with your, with your counselor collaborative, open, flexible, and curious, without judgment and being able to show up ready, willing and able in every session to learn, to adjust, to be brave through your process. It really is worth it and the outcomes are amazing. If you have the right fit, that's helping you achieve what it is you want and what you deserve. Until next time, have a fiercely fabulous day. Bye for now, friends. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to your fiercely fabulous life podcast. Please be sure to share with any woman in your life that needs more. Have a great day and see you soon.